As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Pastor Patty Ellis with Harvest New Life Church International, Harvest New Life Studios. It is a beautiful day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us be glad in it. We are here today to talk about rooted in His plan, in God's plan. We want to make sure that you get your pens and pencils ready, get your pencils. Let's see what God is telling us as we go forth in His Word today. And so we can get settled. Let's just kind of take, just take a deep breath and we'll be back with you in just one moment. Thank you for joining us today. It is a beautiful day. A little cool out today. We're still in the winter time. But we thank you for joining us. And we want to get to a place where we're ready to hear the word of God and we're settled. And we just have ourselves just all ready to hear what is God telling us in our lives. So let's go ahead and open up with prayer as we get settled. We thank you, Lord for this word that's coming forth today. We thank you, Lord, for rising us up today so we can hear the word of God. Lord, we ask you that you open up our spiritual eyes and you open up our spiritual ears that we may see, that we may hear the direction that you're providing and that instruction in the word as we go forth today. Lord, help us to be settled. Help us to forget about yesterday, forget about this morning, forget about last week just so we can be right here ever so present with you. Lord, as I go forth today, use me as your mouthpiece. Use me as your vessel. Take all of me out, put all of you in. Lord, let us let us be attentive to hear from you, each and every one of us that is tuned in today. Lord, I just ask you that you, you touch them, Lord. Open up their hearts. Open up their minds so they can hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have a great topic that's coming forth today. And I want to just give the Apostle Charles Ellis just a moment, a word to say hello. He's joining me in the studio today, and we just thank you for him. It's been happy around the time that each and every one of you. It's always a pleasure, as he said before. You know, we uh, don't want to be redundant. 
system, but it's always an opportunity to get a chance to respond to some of the great things and just be in the studio with my beautiful wife and very happy Valentine's Day to her. Not just to the women, but to the men also. Treat them as well. It's not just one side, it's both sides. Take care of your sweetheart and that uh, he takes care of you. So um, let's get ready to hear what the woman of God has to say. Once again, it's a pleasure to be in the studio with you guys here at 1806 Studios. God bless. And we thank you for the, the, those words of opening. And we have a, a power pack coming forth from you today. So I want you to, to all get your Bibles out. Let's go into the Word of God. We always take you to the Word of God because we know where the power is. We know where the instruction is. We know what, what God is telling us. And this, this is how we get connected to the kingdom. This is how we get connected to our Heavenly Father. This is how we get connected to Jesus Christ. When we get ourselves over into the kingdom, when we, when we proclaim our lives to be handed over to the kingdom, we start to do things differently. We start to hear things differently. We start to, to see things differently. But we have to do our part. And this is such a big part of coming forth into the kingdom is coming into the word of God. When we come into Matthew 13, we're going to start right at the very beginning. And we are going to, again, talk about rooted in God's plan. When we come over to the kingdom, it's, it's no longer about us. It's about our Heavenly Father. It's God's plan. We can't continue to go on day in, day out on our plan. You might think that, okay, well, I'm, I'm doing okay. And doing okay maybe last for a little while but we are looking for the eternal plan we're looking to see what is God showing each and every one of us what is God showing you in the word what is God showing me that's why we bring you to the word of God write down these scriptures because we want you to go back over these scriptures on your own what is God leading you so let's go ahead and get started in the word and again, we're in Matthew 13, and we're going to start right at the first verse. And I want to, to break it down little by little. So kind of bear with me, because as we're going through the Word of God, whenever I say open up our spiritual eyes, we start to, to envision some of the things that God is showing us in our lives. And you'll see what I, what I mean as we're going by. So in the very first verse, on the same day, Jesus went out, of the house and sat by the sea and great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore then he spoke many things to them in parables let's let's stop there for a moment we know that that jesus christ when he was here in, on this earth he had a following we don't know exactly who was there we know that they're, they're, they're disciples there, but there was other people there. And I always think about me being in the, in the crowd, you know, that, that Jesus is talking to me. And I'm part of that crowd. This is the word that, that we're speaking today. It's, it's a living, breathing word. It was relevant back then. It's relevant right now. It's ever so present and I, and I think about that. And when Jesus was speaking to them in parables, Jesus did this because what, what are the parables? Par parables are like illustrations, simple illustrations. But we have to, to look 
spiritually as God is, is, is our heavenly father speaking to us. And as Jesus was speaking to the multitude at that time. So let's, let's kind of picture ourselves there. And I'm a very visual person, so I always picture myself, uh, really when I'm reading the Word of God, I'm picturing myself there. What is God showing me and what is God speaking to me about? And in that third verse, then he spoke many many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. So there is a person spreading seed. So a sower, that's what a person does. They, They spread the seed. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. This is where I want to kind of break it up at a time so we can kind of see what's happening. So as he sowed, as he's spreading that seed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Hmm. So the, the seeds fell by the wayside. I mean, they just they fell out of, out of the path, Okay. And then picture how the birds came and devoured them. Again, this, we're going to start picturing this. We're going to, starting to see these images. We're starting to see through the spirit. Imagine that. That's so we're spreading that seed and the birds came right away. So what happens with that seed when the birds come to devour it? That seed doesn't go anywhere. It's there on the surface. And it didn't have the opportunity to gain ground, to get in the ground, to germinate. Trampled. <laughs> right. It came, it was taken away as soon as it was put down. In that fifth verse, some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth let's look at that some fell on stony places so what are stony places you know rock rocky places it wasn't a place that was was just dirt fresh dirt for that seed to go into shallow soil right shallow soil and what happens it started to to bud but there wasn't any roots there Mm -hmm. so what happened what happened to the what what budded and and came up. They sprang, they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. So they came forth, but they they were no they didn't have any place to go. Tending itself to see. Right. Sprouted under sun acceleration. Right. When it sprouts with no root, then that's pretty much all because they had nothing to have no root. There wasn't anything to grab hold of. But when the sun was up they were scorched. Amen. And because they had no root, what happened? They scorched. They scorched. They withered away. There wasn't any place to go. No depth. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever. It's like a person who, you know, just a word taken lightly. Religious. Mm-hmm. That's what we call them, religion. Even sometimes related to Christianity. All of this stuff has fallen to a point that we look at it. And the Word of God talks about the fruit of an individual. And it just explains this right here explains the fact about the process of the nine gifts of the spirit and not having the nine fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. it's the same example the word of God is speaking to right here you can have a gift but it bears no fruit Amen. and when it doesn't bear no fruit 
you're really exposed to what it's designed to be. That's right. There's no power. The fruits of the Spirit guarantees the gift of the nine. You got nine of the gifts. You got one of the gifts. It says in Corinthians, all of you got to get the attributes of the fruits. Which is the nine fruits of the Spirit. So this word right here is saying, the Amen. word went into hardened hearts, but it never caught ground or caught death. You Amen. don't have to translate it any other kind of way. It's just plain and simple. You don't have to articulate it. When something hits the ground and doesn't penetrate, it just has, some good. It has no opportunity for life because you never received it. It's the heart. That's right. what he's speaking about right here. The heart never received it. It's not That's the right. religious institutions, not the person behind the pulpit, not the person with the ring of rope. It's not a title. It's the heart. It ain't about the person who's bringing the word. It's about the word's penetration, what it's able to do once you get in the heart. Once you get in the heart, it bears the fruit. If you understand what Galatians 5, 22 and 22 says, it's the fruit. If you don't bear the fruits, then you can say, I mean, you can have anything from the five folks, I'm apostle, pastor, but you don't got no fruit. Right. The fruit bears what it is. And I like how you put it about yeah. the depth. Yeah. Well, that it, you know, it has, has no depth. When we, when we are followers of, of Christ, when we yeah. are in the kingdom, we're to have depth. Yeah. You said true vine. That's John 15. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got to be attached to something mm-hmm. that will bring forth fruit. That's right. Don't be no island. Be out there stuck on trying to do stuff by yourself. That's why the word, that's why Aaron speaks about how good it is for men to dwell together, mm-hmm. unified. That's Trees, right. branches is unified. It's a part of a root. Men who seek to go to themselves and be by their own, then they become renegades. My this, they this. No, the body mm-hmm. of Christ is not like that. It's for every individual to come together equally. Once you chop a branch off a tree and let it set there for you talked about this. That's right. Separation from the true vine, it withers. That's right. So you find people delivering withering word, but they're not connected with the true vine. It's all about them, their structure, their name, their title, their position, man-made tradition, and things that they feel is right on the outside. They're not connected to the body. They got their own, what you call anarchy mm-hmm. way of doing things. They got their own rules. And let's let's look at that illustration for a minute. Like the, what you said that we that I had done previously about how that that branch is. Think about that branch being first cut off. You know, it's it still has that that um, when you cut the branch off, it still has that that life. But as soon as you disconnect it mm-hmm. from the tree, it no longer it starts that process of dying. Just a matter of time. And right, it's a matter of time. And that and when we're not rooted, mm-hmm. when we have no depth to us. Mm-hmm. We survive for a moment, but we're slowly dying without that depth in our lives. Let's look at the A first, and let's let's look at that, and and let's see how how Jesus is, is speaking to us. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop: some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. Have you ever seen a a farmer, whether it's maybe you've seen it actual life or maybe it's been on television or you've seen it some other way, but a farmer actually going out there with a tractor and, and digging up. Cultivating. Right. Cultivating the ground. The soil. Mm-hmm, and making that mm-hmm. ground fertile. The Bible says stir up the word of God. That's what we're talking about. Amen. Yeah. If you ain't plant good seed, then you don't need to give seed. Amen. The farmer does not, his intention is not to plant, plant bad seed. His intention is to cultivate the ground and make it edible or make it Tractable for whatever he puts in it to growth. That's right. Just a person out there for accolades, positions, and titles of a man made religion, and that's a false seed. Amen. Because it becomes a selfish seed to the point you look at yourself and not at God. Your ministry is all about you and not the people. This is about the heart. 
It's not about nothing. You just a conduit. And that could be that illustration right there could be at that that part where it falls on that stony places and, and it sprang up, yeah. but then there wasn't anything to, to latch onto it. On attached seed, put out mm-hmm. that seed. Amen. Everything is not connected to the body, the foundation which is connected to which is L O V E. That's the fruit. Amen. If you don't bear the fruits of the work which you're in. Your fruit is working what is working really generically. It's not real. It's a falsified fruit. The Bible says you'll know them by their what? By their fruit. That's right. Gifts work by the fruit. That's the part of the nine gifts. The nine fruits of the gift. And that's what that's where we're to, to be on that that fertile ground. It's supposed to be. That's right. Th- to be an effective vessel for our Heavenly Father. Effective. We want to be effective in the kingdom. We're, this is part of being effective, right? What we're doing right now, we're we're getting on that fertile ground. We're developing our roots, and we we're wanting those roots. Have you ever seen a big tree? And we have some in in our yard, and in and some parts you can kind of see where some of the roots are coming up, and and it's so far from the tree. And it's it's amazing to me, like that it's been developed over a period of time, yeah. and years. Yeah. When you see a tree, when you see those really really tall trees, yeah. that they have these long roots. That's Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, even though He said you do greater works, mm-hmm. as I go, you still connected to the vine. That's right. And you become unconnected to the vine, not just physical but spiritual. Then you understand where your fruits come from. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Foundation of ministry is Jesus Christ. That's right. What did he come to do? It wasn't just about the signs, wonders, and miracles. So most people look at it. Mm-hmm. It's a prophetic part of the ministry, the signs, wonders, and miracles. 
But you can still be the miracle and be a sinner. Your heart's not right. That's right. You can be baptized and still walk like the devil. Mm-hmm. Baptized, you see people on baptized people in the rivers and all this stuff. Okay. Now, once you do all that, then now cultivate the fruit. Get in your track and be the farmer you're supposed to be. That's right. Cultivate them. That's right. Root out whatever's in them is not right. Mm-hmm. You ever clean your you ever clean your bushes out in your yard? You understand that then. Amen. Trim the bushes and get out all the old stuff. Right. That you make room for new stuff. Not just that, just to beautify the area. Mm-hmm. So when people pass by, what they see beauty. Because why? You set it for the point, not just because of them, because it's your own yard and it's your own environment, so you want to keep it clean. Does that make sense? That's right. Get you take off weeds. you take off you you trim yeah. off and you take off the old and you clean up the old. You said something about that. Trash mm-hmm. removal. That's right. You preach to me, you preach a message about mm-hmm. that. Trash removal. When the trash overflows, it goes all over the floor. Same thing you like. The more garbage you get, see you and see oh see, I don't want to get into your message, woman of God. See, you can't, you see, you're a world priest. You're not mm-hmm. some garbage can. That's right. You can't let anybody dump anything into you. What am I saying? Tradition and man-made religion. It's not about the cultivating a person who have a builder's range, robes, and titles and names. It's about you getting the heart right. If you Amen. can't get a person's heart right, then what is the purpose of you doing this for? If you want to be known by a person, then you can go out there in the street and try to be someone who won't get their accolades. Amen. But when you're doing the work of the kingdom of God, it's not about you. You become a conduit. So God say water, like he told Paul in the bottle. One plant, one waters. But God gives the increase. So it's Amen. not about you. It's not about your name, not about position, not about whatever you want to be. Let no man think of himself as being more than the altar thing. The spirits, you talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is not given in the individual point to you say, yo, my spirit is big. Well, he tells you that in Corinthians. Spirits are not bigger than other spirits for man's understanding. The indoctrination of robes, reigns, titles, and position, degrees make them look as if they're that. See, some people don't like this kind of teaching because mm-hmm. it takes away from what it takes away from them stealing and and what you call uh, uh, um, vandalizing the body of Christ. In other words, fleecing the the, the, the prisoners. That's right. So, because when you don't get edible or uh, information that you feel is right, and you don't get a certain amount of income from it because of your ways and persuasion of words, and they don't listen to you, then you get upset. See, it's bad when you throw a rock in somebody's game. They don't want to listen to that. That's right. You become a hypocrite. You become a false prophet and all these things. But you got to speak the truth. Jesus was called all those things. So what are you going to believe, as Peter said? You can believe them. You're going to believe God. God said, touch the heart. It's not about you. You just had to be a conduit. He said, shepherd the flock which is among you. He didn't tell you to constrain. In other words, he didn't tell you to witchcraft anybody, control anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't take the word of God and beat somebody down. The Bible says you was far off too. You once walked the ways of the world too. So now that you got in position, you don't use the word as a battery ram to gain physical aspects and make yourself look more than everybody else. If you understand the sowing of the seed, sow the seed. And when you sow the seed, make sure it gets depth. When it gets depth, you may grow. And when it grow, it puts forth good seed. That's John right. 15 makes it very clear. You don't grow good seed, then I'm going to bundle it up and throw it in the fire. That's right. And woe to the ones in the book of Jeremiah who lead my people astray. Okay, I'm going to deal with you pastors, you leaders, you so-called wannabes or whatever position you are in. You know, you don't take the word of God and beat people and lose to the point to make them feel bad. No, the Bible says all that's fallen short. Amen. Me, you, and everybody else. You got to get up in the morning and work out your own garbage. <laughs> that's right. Take out your own trash. That's right. Take Go with me to 1 Corinthians 3. And I'm going to jump on to what you're, you were saying. Let's look at this. When, we, when we're cultivating ourselves, we, we're getting to the good soil. We're developing our roots. And why 
is that why is that important even to do? You know, we're disciples of Christ. We're disciples in the kingdom. We're the mouthpiece of the kingdom. Supposed to be. Right. And we're to, to bring others into the kingdom. We're not to serve ourselves, but we're to serve our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. A pipe, don't worry about what you put through it. You put it in the ground or whatever you put through it, that's what it's supposed to be. You don't, Amen. So you, once you put a pipe in the ground, it don't complain about what it needs to be. It says, whatever you need me to be used for, that's a conduit. Hot Amen. water, cold water, sewage, whatever. Sometimes you got to put sewage through you. <laughs> Sometimes you need some sewage. Sometimes you need a little bit of it. It gets you to see where you are. In, in 1 Corinthians 3, I'm going to come out of the Amplified Version. In the ninth verse, it says, For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together, with and for God. Hmm. You are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. Fertilize yourself. You are God's building. Pull the weeds off of your building. Amen. Not somebody else's. Sweep around your own back door. But whenever you sweep around your door, then you explain to people that, hey, look, I messed up too. I'm tore up. Been jacked up, tore up from the floor. I need to check up on the neck up. How do I look at myself as being more greater than anybody else? I need to be took. I need to be taken care of. So before you push a word, then you got to see a word. Mm-hmm. That means you got to look at yourself. What does it say in 1 Corinthians 11, 28? First let a man do what? Examine himself. Yeah. Amen. Put the spotlight on your own self and see how you come out. You know what you're doing behind closed doors. You know what you are. Are you a striker? Are you a fornicator? Are you a liar? Just get up and tell the truth about what you're doing. And when God see you in a position that is, then he'd see more people to help you out and where you're going. Amen. When you go to put yourself above another man to the point you feel like your stuff smells a little bit better than everybody else's, I think you got a problem there. Go back to examination. Oh, you don't like this kind of stuff. It grieves the hearts of people when they can't fleece the body like they need to get to make them feel good. There's nothing wrong with tithing and giving offerings. They might say nothing wrong with that. But when you take them, you miss, you scrupulize it. And you use it to a point to make yourself seem a little bit better than everybody else. Sometimes somebody got to put the microphone on you. That's true. You don't like that when somebody <laughs> show you up. And that's how I'm bad to you. For all you out there fleecing the body of Christ, say, God told me to tell you. All right? Well, we're going to see then. Sometimes you got to stop using God's word as a banner ram to gain control with people. You can't do that. The Bible said, touch the heart. Simple as that. Amen. Let's look at the 10th verse. We're still in 1 Corinthians in, in 3. According to the grace, the special endowment for my task of God bestowed on me like a skillful architect and master builder, I laid the foundation, and now another man is building upon it. Okay, but let each man be careful how he builds upon it. All right, well, pretty much says that very clear. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Well, you go to your, you go to your construction tools. When you're building a house, it's not that you're building a house. It's not talking about a building, which most men look at in terms of our structure, cranes, rocks, or whatever you want to put together. If you look at the word very carefully, you think about what the foundation of any ministry, any gift supposed to be. Well, that's out of the book of Galatians. Galatians makes two different occasions on this point. They make you really understand how you need to present yourself as being a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. One of the biggest things you need to do, if you understand your work for the kingdom of God, you need to understand what Galatians chapter 5 tells you. Now, just take a look at Galatians chapter 5, 
for those who are not really educated and think seminary gets you where you need to be. Well, I did that too, but they don't do nothing but teach you education. But we're talking about revelation. We're not going to get into all that stuff. It's not about the names and alphabets behind your name. It's about you being obedient to the kingdom of God. Amen. So you can take that and throw that in the trash. If any man think of himself this something is not, okay, well, keep on getting all your degrees and patterns. When you stand before God, it's like I say, everybody going to be sitting there bobbing and swinging. You got to give account. You can't look at what mm -hmm. you got in terms of what you bestowed from men. Paul said, if any man think of himself being something, now what is he saying? Men are the things of a man. Now that's in 1 Corinthians chapter what? 2, that 10th verse. He said, man only knows the things of a man. Now he's talking about men now. People who look at themselves as being somewhat better than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to really check this out for getting what we had over there. Let's look at some over here. Let's go to the book of Galatians just for a second. I'm not trying to take over this particular teaching, but you got to understand when the Holy Spirit moves, you got to understand what it says. Over in the book of Galatians, if you hear the most similar to one that God said over in, Gal in Corinthians chapter 5, you go over to Galatians, you look at 5 and 14. He take about the principles and the things that's supposed to be a part of the kingdom. He said, for all the laws are fulfilled in one word. Now, listen to what he said. Even this, that thou shalt love. Now, he tells you right there. Now, you understand that in 5. You go down to 22. And he gives you the rules and regulations how you're supposed to walk as being a man or woman of God. First, he tells you about yourself from 18 down to 21, but he puts you on track how you're really supposed to be a man of God. He tells you the fruits of the Spirit. You got to have that. If you ain't got that, there's no gift in coming to full operation. Now, you can try it if you want to. That's why I talk about anarchy. You got your own rules and regulations like the Pharisees. You want to go by your own traditional ways and do what you think is best. Well, the Word of God says if you ain't got the free foundation of love, then guess what? You ought to, you ought to, you already overshot your boundary right there. Because if God gave you anything through the Holy Spirit, not through men, it's got to be the first foundation of what she said in the book of Galatians chapter 3, in that 11th verse. He said you got to have love. Then you got to have joy. You got to have peace, long-suffering. You got to have gentleness, goodness, faith. He said meekness, temperance. Against us, there is no law. Now, Galatians tells you, right in Galatians chapter 5, that's the law of the kingdom. Whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament. Now, you can toss it up any way you want to. Love is love. But if you don't understand these particular attributes right here, then you're off course by a long shot. Now, you got somebody run up in your face, keep on telling you about all this of what God told them to tell you, and then they can't walk right. This is why you see a lot of these radio shows, people popping in out because they can't stand the truth. What the truth of God does, it irritates the spirit of the individual who's not walking right. They're kind of wishy-washy. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, they run up and down. They don't know which way to go. They don't know anything about what they, they got their own concept of why they want to do things. Now, that makes it very clear right there. That's the foundation right there. If you ain't got a 22 to 23, and you're talking about walking in 1 Corinthians, over in that particular 12, well, that 12th chapter, and you're talking about that manifestation, this is what you got to manifest. You got to have this. If you ain't got the first part of the manifestation, then you might as well go back to the table and re-up. What am I saying? Mm -hmm. Go back to 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight. Examine yourself. Look deeply into who you are. Sometimes the word of God just got to tell it like it is. You don't like that because it's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And now you can challenge the word of God if you want to. You doctors, you philosophers, you educators, look at it. That's what Jesus had to deal with these type of people. I call them soothsayers, modern-day soothsayers. People look at things to the point to make it feel that they're a little bit better than everybody else. No, mm -hmm. you got to get before him and you got to get account for everything that you have done also. Whether you go to the left or you go to the right. It's up to you now. You make the choice. Now, you can keep on playing with the people if you want to, giving them falsified information. You're looking at it if you're the one. No, you're not the one. You're just a conduit. Whatever pipe God called you to do. Whatever God pipe God called you to be. Now, the pipe of what he's called you to be, you go to the gifts. That's what the nine gifts is. Because that's the, that's the kind of conduit you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Now, for that conduit to flow properly, you got to understand what the fruits is. 
And for every one gift, according to the nine gifts, it's got to bury the nine fruits of the spirit. If you ain't got that, then you just tore off on the floor of your head. You see, in other words, you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. For every one gift, Amen. it's got to obtain all the fruits of the spirit. I don't think anybody heard that. You can't walk around mad and angry at everybody else and talk about folks and put people down. And you don't got dependency on what God said he's going to do for you. But you rather rape the people in the church and get tithes and offers for them to make yourself seem to live better than everybody else. That's what you have. The Bible said you got to depend on him. That God, I'll provide all your needs. Whose riches? His riches. Amen. God's going to touch the heart of the individual. He said, have a cheerful giving. You don't use that stuff over there talking about bring all these tithes into that. That's a priest. You got to understand that stuff. That's why most of y'all need to read. People use that stuff, bring all these tithes into the storehouse. They'd be meeting my house. No, you got to understand what he said over in the book of Corinthians in that particular 1 Corinthians 16 chapter. Paul said, as you prosper during the week, you ought to lay something to the side. I mean, as you gain on your personal gain, I don't care if you're a person who makes five cents a day, give them a couple of pennies and watch God increase the pennies in the millions. Mm -hmm. But you got to have faith to believe that he can do it. But you got to walk with these rules and regulations of these fruits. You can't say you're apostle and don't have the nine fruits of the spirit. You can't say you're a prophet and no better. You can't be an angry, mean prophet, just angry, and then say you got the fruits of the Spirit. Amen. Now, you're going to fall, but you got to quickly repent. And there's God to help you. That's what the Word of God is when we talk about the model prayer. Our Father, one help now that you got to understand who's leading you. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to go ahead and wrap things up. We have so much more that we can, we can talk about when we talk about being rooted in, in God's plan. But we, I want you to, to, to just leave with this thought, what we have, had been discussing. Where are we rooted? Remember, it's God's plan. It's not our plan. We're to be rooted in the kingdom. We're to be rooted in the word of God, not in, in Patty's word. <laughs> that we have to, to understand who we are and, and where we are. And this is such a good example of, of, you know, think about each one of those steps when the sower was sowing the seed. Where do we fall? Hmm. And each one of those steps, just, just look honestly at, at your life. Where do you fall when in that parable? Where do you fall in that word? Are we getting into that, that those nutrients in the ground? Are we in good soil? Or are we just sprouting and then dying off? We're to be in that good soil so we can develop our roots. So continue to, to go back over this and see, you know, what is God showing you? How's God speaking to you in this word? So let's go ahead and close up with prayer. We thank you for, for joining us here at Harvest New Life Church International Harvest New Life Studios. And I want to thank the Apostle Charles Ellis for being with us today to be in that power pack. And to really bring forth in, in some wisdom, word of wisdom. So as you go forth this week, I want you to just kind of reflect on this word and, and see where you are. What is God showing you and leading you in this word? We thank you, Lord, for this word that came forth today. Help us to take this these scriptures, Lord, and apply it to our lives. Show each and every one of us where, where we fall. Help us to develop our roots, our roots in the kingdom, our roots in you. Help us to develop that relationship with you, Lord, so we can continue to, to gain that wisdom and that instruction that you're showing us. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 